Well, it's nine minutes after eight. And thank you so much for the feedback uh, that we are seeing on our various platforms from the interviews that we did uh, before eight o'clock. But uh, now it's time for the forum at eight. And this morning we're in conversation with Professor Pitigan Tuli about the role of the arts, of artists, of writers, um, and, and what role they play in a very complex process of you know moving south africa forward and uh, professor nduli has written to us about this subject and emphasizes that since south africa's sense of aesthetic as uh, was rendered backwards and barbaric by uh, colonization it is now incumbent upon us to re-evaluate and redefine this concept uh professor pitika nduli is here in studio with me thank you so much for coming through thank you sakima and to the listeners so let's start here. What does decolonizing the arts actually mean? And, and, and what will it entail? And why is it important? Uh, now, firstly, it is very you know, important. Uh, to decolonize you know, the arts is to get the arts to speak to the feelings, the ideas and the cultures of uh, you know, those people. Because there are histories behind you know, these uh, arts. Uh, you can extend also the decolonization. We are so much overwhelmed by foreign statues that remind us of our own, uh, uh, you know, in oppression. We are saying, for instance, roads must fall. Who must, uh, uh, you know, rise? The students identify the, the power and the insult of uh, walking under a shadow of somebody that had brutalized people, invaded other uh, uh, in, in, in our countries. So the role of, of art continues. All the monuments that you actually see here, it's art of the centuries, continuing to deny us as subjects of our history. So what would be the role then of artists uh, in this instance? I think the role of the artists can be traced back even to our own liberatory struggles. We were not liberated by the military were liberated by anti-apartheid movements and our people demonstrating, led by poets, where the Don Materas, the Madinwanes, the Muntu Inomiezas, you know, the singers abroad, who mobilized people abroad to force their governments to bring the apartheid regime to it. So the role of the artists, you know, therefore, is to be a conscience of our own society and to give guidelines to our own society because artists see beyond the now. So so talking about the artist and uh, arts being the conscience of a nation, of a society, today, how would you describe the artist in playing that role? Are they succeeding? Are they playing that role successfully? Uh, they are not succeeding, you know, because art is, uh, uh, is, is looked down upon, you know, in this uh, in a country. If you are an artist, it isn't. That's why the decision that I've taken that I'm going to relocate back to the country that actually, you know, colonized me. I'm 77 years uh, old. I don't want to die, actually, uh, you know, miserable. I'll give you an example. I am more than 21, more than life-size granite stones that are being made speaking to each aspect of our country who is interested the corporates no people in government no it's 
people like Ngugi open Okri, people coming from far away. Some who just see through the um, uh, uh, the website and, and come and see what South Africa is doing. And yet the South Africans know we are busy making money. But but why do you think we are not interested? And let's start first with uh, the leaders in society, the authority figures, government, and then the people on the ground. Why are we not interested in the art being produced by South African artists? In this uh, in a program uh, a, a while ago, uh, I was here with Obunu Mashikri. We spoke about similarly the whole thing, the issue of that we have decolonized, uh, but we have left coloniality. Uh, the psychological mental block that makes the people that are in power to behave exactly like the oppressors you know that they've, uh, they've done in the same way as israel that it, uh, uh, experienced uh, you know the holocaust it can cause holocaust you know somewhere else we are in that kind of a, a, a syndrome where we lack leadership we lack particularly you know moral uh, you know leadership uh, where people uh, you know with integrity as an artist, uh, I'm told, we are not going to get anything until you bribe somebody. However powerful, good uh, you are doing for, you know, for the nation, there's nothing. I've got so many artists, uh, when I told them that I made up my mind, who are saying, hey, we are in that position. Very young you know, people who can make significant contributions. Mm. But 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 how is that? Because we do know that uh, that uh, artworks are being commissioned. Uh, we see the statues being unveiled here, there, uh, all over the show. So, uh, do you think that perhaps it's just uh, that there's no appreciation? For example, for uh, let's use you as an example mm-hmm. for your aesthetic, or do you think that there is something more sinister? No, no, there is absolutely something more sinister. Look at it this way, you know, Sakina. Uh, South Africa is full of uh, bronze statues, even the ones at the fountain. Mm. All those bronze, uh, you know, things. Bronze was something that was kept away from black people. It has been always run by white monopoly uh, in a capital and their own, uh, 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 you know, people. Not only is that sinister. Now, they may not like my aesthetics because... I am using stone because the stone is the land. When I make a, a Madiba, Madiba broke stones for 27 years, creating the soil out of which is fighting, and to see him uh, you know, portrayed in bronze. There is Lillian Goy and the women who led uh, you know, th- tens of thousands of uh, women in 1956. Statues are made of them. They are made of what? Bronze. Yet we say, you struck a woman, you have struck a rock. You could actually see, in a sense, the lack of imagination and the sinister disregard of, of what is essentially native, essentially indigenous to us. So where's the remedy? Where should that come from? I think uh, the, uh, you know, the students, when they raised up the uh, roads must fall and fees must fall, they are calling up for, in a sense, a total revolution within the cultural field and broadly within the political you know, field. They've identified where the problem uh, you know, lies and they are doing it. Uh, we need to sit around and follow you know, the lead and help guide actually these people for the attainment of the objectives that they have identified. 
There is a school of thought, however, that believes that we shouldn't be vandalizing and destroying, um, you know, art that depicts a bygone era that we may not be proud of as South Africans, that perhaps we should move them somewhere as a constant reminder of what we should not uh, go back to. What's your take on that? Now, I support that uh, in the take. I see that the take that the Minister of Arts and Culture Nothing to to our head. He had called up a meeting of all stakeholders across the board, across color, at uh, the Freedom Park. That decision uh, was taken. That these are works of art. When we say roads must fall, there are two things in there. There's roads, the political, that's being depicted. But there's an artist that made that work of art. It remains a work of art, uh, whatever it is, whether you like it or you don't. And therefore, it has got to be to be kept somewhere at a place where people could uh, 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 appreciate it, or alternatively, create another one next to it. In uh, Australia, for instance, when there's a statue of a colonizers, the Aborigines, uh, you know, say, "Okay, rather than destroy it, let us plant a tree that symbolizes reconciliation next, uh, actually, to it." When we look at that tree, we are going to see our spirit. Uh, let them see their spirit, and it brings us together. So there are always these things that a work of art cannot be, uh, you know, vandalized. It cannot be, you know, disregarded. Mm. Mm. How do you bring that across to young people who are angry, who are emotional, um, you know, about where they find themselves and want to see change yesterday because young people are as impetuous as all that? So how do you bring that sort of message across as someone who was, you know, very keenly involved with uh, young people uh, and students in particular during hashtag fees must fall? Yeah, no, it is very, 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 very difficult, yeah, uh, you know, to convince them. Uh, but because students are very intelligent, once we explain and they actually see the impact of it, th- that, for instance, if at all since the John Rhodes statue was not actually there, you would not even have known who had uh, brutalized you, who has taken up your land. These are reminders uh, uh, you know, also to us of uh, the directions we shouldn't allow ourselves to be caught in as we seem to be caught in at this particular moment in time in our country. And then also, you know, just looking at how South Africa is actually as a country and how government is going about addressing uh, the question of decolonizing the arts in this country and arts institutions. What's your take on that? Yeah, I, I didn't catch that. Uh, the, 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 the whole process of decolonizing arts and arts institutions. What's your take on what government is doing and its approach? to that. Yeah, you see, my sympathies are with the Minister of Arts and Culture. The budget that the Minister of Arts and Culture actually gets, it's not anything that you could do anything. Yet the department is doing, you know, a lot. Let's talk, for instance, about uh, the legends uh, in a group. Where are legends? The Don Materas, the Torres mm. Matsugas, going into the communities, uh, you know, helping people, passing on, you know, their, you know, their skills. Uh, the issue of African Month, as we are also all aware, the colloquiums and all, those are all parts of the issues, you know, to bring, uh, you, know, you know, the people you know, together to bring about a more meaningful social cohesion that we speak about so often.
And then, of course, some would say, and and, and uh, this is the problem with the arts in that it is so abstract. You know, you talk, you tell us about what you are doing, and then um, you would have others in different spheres of uh, the arts telling us what they are doing. But how do they come together in helping us as South Africans, for example, um, to look at our transcription of history, as it were? Yeah, I think it's uh, it, it, it's difficult. There is an organization that was actually said, uh, you know, SIFSA. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how much it is actually doing, but the idea of bringing the artists uh, uh, the closer together, poets, everybody across. We did that, you know, uh, when we uh, when we were in exile. Uh, that's how we got involved with the Ngugis. We had the poets here, we, with an exhibition here, with the dance here, with colloquiums uh, you know, here, in a proper way that reflects uh, the interdisciplinarity of African uh, 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 art. But here we still balkanize. There's poetry here on one side, there's this here. Maybe it is absolutely mm. you know, convenient. Then the voice does not become a, a very coherent uh, a, in, in a voice. But we are tra- we are bringing that say say in my studios, uh, where we have got traditional healers, we got dancers, we got musicians, people who love dance. They come in there, they they notice the the sculpture that they've never actually encountered. Those who come for sculpture discover that day, you know, sangomas are cool, <laughs> you, you know, and so on. It, it is that uh, interconnectedness that uh, our culture you know has that has been uh, you know denied, and colonialism has still held it captive. Mm. And of course, uh, you know, we are in conversation with Professor Peter Gantuli this morning and uh, we will take your calls on 891 We're talking about the arts and the role of the arts in contemporary South Africa. And given where we find ourselves currently, Prof, um, I was saying to you earlier, you know, uh, just looking at the television screens mm-hmm. and it seems as though the world is just upside down. Um, you move from one picture where there seems to be full-out war and Mm. then there's burning in another country and all sorts of turmoil and conflict. What sort of role can the arts play in the South African context and what we are going through right now to bring South Africans together and to try and help us find that way forward? (coughs) I I think uh, uh, what would actually happen is that we're having so many uh, you know, people save South Africa. We're having new federations. We have all of these, uh, uh, you know, people. But what actually happens is that when they are there, they are just uh, uh, speaking, you know, slogans, uh, the same thing. You've heard one, you've heard this. You hardly see, uh, uh, you know, artists, uh, you know, being, you know, kind of directly actually involved, you know, mm. uh, you know in, in, the, in, in order to, uh, you know, give far much more, uh, uh, you know, meaning. There's going to be a, a thing. We have just become a, a marching nation saying the same thing. One march after another march, it's just going to be the same thing. You, you, you are being marched against. If it happens again, okay, you know it. It has become history. There's no texture uh, you know, to whatever resistance, uh, to whatever forms we want to you know, change our society to be the society that we were promised, you know, uh, you know, by our own founding, uh, <clears throat> you know, fathers. It's like this. Our founding father said, uh, RDP, Reconstruction and Development. 
an absolutely clear agenda. What are we reconstructing? We are reconstructing our arts, our health, reconstructing our country, the land question, the, our economics, you know, and all of, and all of that. We replace it with gear because we want a lot of investments. And the investments come from the white country, and it is the white monopoly capital that our policies are addressing, that today are the very ones we are attacking. When they are reflected in our policies, that doesn't make sense. Well, and uh, there you have it. Uh, that is how Professor Pitikantuli sees the role of the arts and artists today and what needs to be done and uh, how that can help us find solutions to the current um, problems we find ourselves facing in South Africa. 0891 uh, KGM is calling us uh, from Epai in the Eastern Cape. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Sakina. Good morning to Professor. Morning. Um, Sakina, for, for me, I would like to implore uh, Dr. Ntuli as follows. I, I believe that uh, the legacy of one has to be crafted by one's actions while one is still alive. No amount of statues or monuments should represent the work of a person who once lived. And for, for that, I, I, I was very had broken a few weeks ago when I I received a message from one of the legends and probably one of the people who fought for the struggle of this country, as as you uh, so eloquently put it, Professor. If we cannot take care of the likes of Ray Piri, who threw his music in the leadership of the band Stimela, who would ultimately lie... Uh, in a hospital with no care whatsoever from the fraternity, including the ministry. If we cannot uh, acknowledge Professor Anduli and Hakina, who are artists, while they still alive, if we cannot appreciate them while they can still thank, say thank you to our appreciation, then we are just becoming mediocrity. Lastly, Hakina, let us not fall into the same trap that those who colonized us uh, did. If we are going to have this continuation of a bad thing, where we compete with monuments and statues, statues and monuments that we were ourselves are able to vandalize and re- regimes in centuries to come will be different. Those monuments will be gone. If we are not going to make sure that our work is embedded in the rich history of our hearts, so that we can, by osmosis, transfer, transfer that to those who are coming after us. Then the artistic work, be it hard art or even psychological art, will never ever see the light of day. Hmm. Thanks, Sakina. Interesting. Thank you so yeah. much, uh, KGM. Yeah, Let's you, also KGM. just hear from <coughs> Makasela in Pretoria. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning to Prof. Good morning, Makasela. Uh, you know, you know, Sakina, it's painful to hear Prof. crying like this. Those of us have interacted with him before, from the university, university days till today. I do think that uh, we should first discourage him from leaving the country. But two, I think he must interact. And I promised him yesterday that I think we should interact with uh, Comrade Natim Tetra to utilize people like Prof to inculcate the culture 
of appreciating art in South Africa because it is the record effect that artists, African artists, were at the forefront of fighting the psychological backing to colonize Africans, to oppress Africans in South Africa, but also to inculcate the culture of self-respect and patriotism within the African community. I do think that artists in post-1994 should be given more platform to help South Africa in its battle to decolonize, but also to inculcate the culture of patriotism within Africa. So I, I, I don't think Prophet is late age like Serenius should be contemplating relocating. Instead, I think he should, he should be coordinating other artists to help us uh, inculcate the culture of respecting of But artists themselves must also be coordinated and organized because I do think South Africa and its problems that it has, artists can play a very meaningful role in transforming South Africa. Well, Makasela, true what you're saying, but uh, you can't teach people if they don't want to be taught. They have to be open to the learning. But, uh, Prof, I'll give you an opportunity to respond. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Forum at 8, uh, talking about uh, the arts and uh, the role that the arts uh, ought to be playing at a time like this in South Africa. When we are trying to, you know, find our way, forge a new path um, from where we started. And Professor Pitika Antuli is our guest in studio this morning and uh, telling us why it is important that we actually do pay attention to the arts and the role that it can play in society and in our politics, of course. Uh, Professor, just before the break, we took those two calls, maybe just to respond to KGM and to Makasela. You know, KGM was absolutely very kind of spot on. I just felt proud that there are South Africans like him that can actually see through these things, through the demand. Makasela, what frustrates Makasela is that I'm doing exactly what you are doing. I have a very huge studio. Uh, people that came from the streets of uh, you know Alexander who never came across art or, or anything were sniffing are now involved in making 17 tons you know, of first stones. There are painters who come every first Sunday of every month. There are poets, there are dancers, there are uh, uh, our healers uh, uh, and everybody to bring the spirit. And the whole thing is actually growing. Uh, but then what is it that then the support for all of those things is the one that is actually not uh, you know, forthcoming uh, you know, at all. Uh, I've not worked, uh, I've never had any pension uh, that I can sustain you know, issues like this. And now talking uh, about uh, you know, the minister, uh, the minister is being frustrated, as I said earlier on, you know, by how government generally actually regards you know, the, uh, you know, the arts. I have been in conversation uh, you know, with him. I wouldn't want him actually to be seen in any other way other than the good job that he's doing. But the country, uh, his colleagues, and practically everybody else are denying us an opportunity uh, to live for posterity. I'm not talking about myself. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about the artists uh, in, in, in a broadly. So, so, so um, uh, tell me this. So how does government see the arts? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, our government, the people who are in government actually today, are also part of those very people who are suffering from coloniality, who are still believing, although they may have uh, in names like us and colors like us and accents like us, but the template actually you know, inside, uh, you, know, you know, there, 
simply you know says this i just do not actually understand they are the same people who prevent their children when their children uh, want to study art to say you know uh, there's no money actually in art everything is evaluated in terms of materialism and not in terms of attaining the spirit of attaining peace of creating you know uh, uh, you know, inte- you know integrity i think don matera in one of his poems uh, we spoke about the power of uh, uh, at least a poet when he says a poet must die if their truth must survive, a poet must die. Uh, remember uh, to wipe the blood from the wall, destroy the wall, kill the neighbors. If the, their lies must persist, a poet must die. Maybe that's what scares them. Mm. Uh, that is deep. Uh, let me just run through some of the messages before we uh, take more calls. Uh, let's start with those on the SMS line. Uh, Bill in Durban says, funny how your guest runs down colonialism, but I can bet my bottom dollar he wouldn't change it as long as nobody catches him out. Believe me, that's Bill from Durban. Matota says, instead of harping on about the past, Prof must realize that it is time blacks roll up their sleeves because we are 25 years gone now. KB says, there's no uh, decolonization that can happen under the current ANC government. Uh, check to the Department of Arts and Dali Tambo Commission to do Madiba statue. So your response to those? Uh, I mean, the one from uh, uh, in, in, in the Deben come from such a, a level that I can rise above it. Uh, the, uh, the the statues, as I said, of uh, uh, Madibas, they're all you know big, uh, you know bronze, you know statues. They do not speak uh, to the spirit of Mandela. They do not speak uh, in, in, you know to the essential indigenous elements that are being uh, you know used on it. It's easy. We can all make bronze. It's the easiest thing. But to tackle the issues of uh, you know stone and other materials, you know, is another is another matter. You know, maybe Dali and some of his uh, you know friends, people have cornered the business. Uh, I, I mean, uh, I mean of that. So aesthetically. Uh, we are calling that decolonization means we use our own materials. When we sing, we use the, our stories. When we dance, we do our dances. When we do everything, we just do that. We can't when we get on to the visual arts and then go ahead and deviate and, and, and use the material that is antithetical to our own spirits. Mm. But how do you respond to Hule, who says African art has long been overtaken by time. Even black Africans don't appreciate such art. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where that uh, you know person uh, uh, you know lives. Uh, as we said earlier on, I, I am surrounded by thousands and thousands of young black people, the young you know students. When they say decolonize, they, we are speaking the same language. Uh, I'm sorry that he, he hasn't. Uh, maybe he's right. We need to educate more people like him. Well, speaking to Professor Pitikantuli, 0891-104-208, we're talking about the role of the arts. Uh, what does it mean um, uh, for the decolonization project? Um, and what role can the arts play? And why is that an important role? Mike in Middleburg, good morning. Morning, Sakina and uh, Prof. Father. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see, the, the role played by art, you know, in the struggle against apartheid uh, cannot be overemphasized. And I think we all agree that uh, it is well documented. But again, I think we must also agree that uh, post-apartheid, 
little was done, you know, to prepare our artists for new challenges, you know, after the turn of democracy, uh, the new dispensation. Because um, the challenges that we're faced with now, you look at morality, you look at values and norms that um, unfortunately were done away with or uh, were on the decay, very little is done. You look at the content of the music, the lyrical content, and then you check as to whether do they really relate to the challenges that we're faced with. And if they do, they receive a very little airplay. That's the only observation that I've made. You see, uh, capitalism, unfortunately, uh, is so dominant such that uh, when an artist uh, has got to give a very good and uh, a creative message out there that speaks to the challenges that we're faced with. What matters most is as to whether he or she can really sell out there. I think um, it's never too late, uh, Prof, to go back to basics and check indeed if really we can do something about it. But I can also not agree with you more that uh, in terms of the budget, is very little. That is why the private sector must come to the party, yes, Akina, because if you say to the private sector, here are the artists, please come over, let us support them, they will tell you that, hey, man, we can't spend on that. We want to spend on a facility, want to build a building that is going to stand there, you know, and uh, so that uh, everybody can see that uh, such and such a private sector company has done one, two, three, but they do not want to support these artists. And that is why it matters most, because morally speaking, we are found wanting. All right. Thanks so much, Mike, in Middleburg, for your contribution this morning. Um, Melvin in Joburg, good morning. Hi, Sakina. Good morning. Um, the first time I actually saw uh, Professor Pikita in Suri was at the Yuma the third annual lecture. And uh, I think he touched on something very powerful this morning. He spoke about Lillian Ngoy. But um, very importantly very and very briefly, we also, at the third annual lecture, we spoke about Maria Makeba. And, um, you know, we have a street named after her, but she seemingly disappeared from our presence. So I would love for him to touch on the fact that maybe we could do a statue in stone for Maria Makeba. And also what I didn't know was that he has a very cool relative called Brayu Masikela. So maybe you can just tell us a little bit more about that. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. Melvin. Mm-hmm. Um, Surya in Durban, good morning to you. Surya in Durban, good morning to you. Hello. Uh, hi, Patika, Professor Tuli. Uh, Surya. I'm horrified <laughs> that you are even thinking of leaving us in any way. I always thought you were right next to me all the time, even if I was in Durban and you were in Johannesburg. Uh, I have been a colleague of Professor Tuli's at... Uh-oh, we lost, oh. we lost Surya there. Um, we'll come back uh, to Surya and others there. Let me run through some messages in the meantime. Uh, Sam Ditejo says, uh, listener said, Prof is harping on about the past to us. Uh, uh, they should chart uh, the future, um, the past, harping on the past for us to chart the future. Uh, we must reconcile the past 
with the present, is what Sam Ditsejo is saying. Um, then uh, Tolim Zobe says, uh, we are just asleep. Had we raised statues of our liberators, the apartheid statues would be dwarfed. Uh, Beggy in Pine Town says, uh, Prof, why must it be my responsibility to preserve my enemy's art? I have no respect for it. Remove colonial art. It brings back memories we do not need. And uh, then you also have one here on the SMS line says, I agree, I'm white, but those statues must go. Uh, Peggy in Pinetown says, Prof, um, uh, I've read that one. Uh, this one from um, Carol and Howick says, Dear Sakina, greetings to you and Prof, whom I fondly remember from UKZN, hugely creative and intellectual being. Please could he elucidate on the value of photography as an artistic medium. My son is 37, is unemployed and finds solace in his camera, but uh, wonders if there is a future in photography. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to Mike in, uh, in Middleburg. Uh, you know, Mike, when uh, at the dawn of democracy, uh, we met uh, as part of what was called Architects, Arts and Culture you know, Task Team to plot the way uh, in the future. That was led by uh, Professor Andres uh, uh, you know, Oliphant. Uh, there was a blueprint on how the arts were going to do fresh from what had been happening uh, you know, during the course you know, of our struggles. Uh, but as we are, as South Africans, we are geniuses for very good things. And, but we have got a more fiendish ingenuity uh, to destroy what we have <laughs> you know, started. We took that thing and we threw it thoroughly away. When Kada Asmal uh, was setting up a new curriculum uh, statement, uh, you know, you, you know, in it. He asked me to design an arts and culture uh, and, and design a uh, you know, curriculum, which I did with a team of uh, uh, you, you, you know people. When he left uh, you know office, all of those uh, you know plans had actually gone down. This continuous discontinuity uh, in in our country uh, you know, is that. So, I mean, for us to, uh, you can, if you don't know where you come from, you will not know where you are going. And if you do not know where you are going, any taxi will take you, we will take you there. Mm. Yeah, so we are, we are moving to the past in order to move, you know, to the future. And it's not just about, you know, um, uh, screaming from the treetops and, you know, typing all sorts of things uh, on social media. Mm. It's about actually getting involved, as you speak about Kadar Asmal mm. and our curriculum in uh, schools. Mm-hmm. Parents uh, very often do not realize the power that they hold in um, basically mm. forging, um, you know, parts of uh, what actually gets taught to their children. Because you need to make a noise about uh, the set works that your children actually get to read. Mm-hmm. Now, me, I am a self-confessed Anglophile, so I wouldn't say do away with you know some of the English literature classics. I wouldn't. But I would make a definite point of incorporating more of our African literature into what we already have. But you see, that's me. I know mm. how I would approach it. And I think we need to think about that and move it from there. Ours is not just to pay school fees to our children, for, for, for our children. It's more than that. And we need to step into that role. Um, let's speak to Sipo in Pretoria. Good morning. 
morning, Sister Sakina and Doctor. Uh, I mean, uh, Prof. Ntuli. Sawonabaf. Yebo. Sawonabaf. Sister Sakina, I think what you are raising is very important. Rewriting of of our history or our story or her story is very critical. But the art history, as Prof. is saying, for us to deal with it again, the institutions. Starting with universities, I can assure you that people like Nerere Nkrumah in, the, in, in those 60s question the role of universities and try to redefine it that it should be part of nation building, should be part of economic, social, cultural development. It should be developing African consciousness. So I think if you look at the arts festivals as well, Sakina, you look both at the Free State one, you look at the one that is in the Eastern Cape, that you still have this remnant of white culture and white history that remains. You look at the museums, Sakina, we have only apartheid museum that you hardly find black young people going to relate with it. So we have this challenge that the ministry as well, you need the consciousness within the ministry, provinces, and the local municipalities. I can assure you, Sakina, the local uh, government have a role on the art and culture, but it is rarely being spoken of or being engaged. Finally, Sakina, even the media, you have less art programs, if I can tell you. You don't have mm. book reviews in many mm. uh, TV screens. You don't have even the issue of encouraging theater in the ghettos or townships, because I think that's where protest resistant art was was formed in the early 60s and the early 70s. So for me, it's actually meant to say they can have a policy conference and discuss the art and culture. We have the white paper, which is out now, and that white paper is written in English. That I, is another challenge. I How do you have the white paper on art and culture written in English only? You don't consider other linguistic capabilities that people can untake that policy to become an implementable a way of life. Yeah, I totally agree, Sipo, because I think very often we are waiting for someone to do, for someone mm. to unpack things for us. Mm. And this is why I suspect we are moving as slowly as we are. I think we have Surya back. Uh, Surya, good yeah. mo- uh, uh, is the line better now? Yes, yes, I think so, Sakina. Okay. I am on a landline. Thank you so much for taking my call. I do listen to your programs almost every single day. And uh, particularly, I'm delighted you're on, but I, I just don't understand why we, as South Africans, we call you one of the wise ones and the wise elders, and you've been advising our Fees Must Fall uh, uh, campaign, and you've been talking to students, why we would allow someone like you to leave our country. I really don't understand that. That's the most un-African thing, I think. Um, but I also want to just say, as an educator, you know, I've been a professor for many years at UKZN and, and, and uh, uh, UDW, and uh, Teaching and learning are, are, are two sides of the same coin. And I think, uh, Sakina, you put your finger on it because I'm speaking to you in this lovely language called English. So I'm a bit, uh, you know, I'm uh, maybe not the person to speak to, but uh, Patika will tell you of some of my work. But, um, you know, but when you devalue arts and culture as a subject in a school, how is it possible for a child to draw on this it's really a deep spiritual and a metaphysical experience. Yeah. How is it possible for a child to even uh, value that kind of thing? You know, so we, I just believe we must have this from the time we are young people, little, little people, you know, even three and four year olds, you know, when you see how they make things and how beautifully they can express themselves and how they're making their identity. And identity is terribly, terribly important. We'll just continue to oppress ourselves if we do not value arts and culture because it 
does grow your identity. And oh, of course, we need totally funding agree. to yeah. support the whole enterprise. You know, yes, you can be a wonderful scientist and a mathematician, and it is important. But if you don't have your identity and you don't can't grow your own identity, you know, you'll never contribute um, as fully as you can, I believe as a scientist or a mathematician. I totally agree. And, 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 and just mm-hmm. to take it further, uh, you know, from what Surya is saying, mm-hmm. have you ever noticed how when you walk into a classroom, or never mind the classroom, as you walk into a school in the townships, the aesthetic that greets you, as opposed to walking into a school mm. in the suburbs, mm. It starts right there. You look at, you know, talking about appreciating um, the arts from a tender age. Mm. And, and, and you look at the amount of time and effort that goes into this in schools that are better resourced. Um, mm. You know, and inevitably they, those are out in the suburbs. Mm. What are we doing to make sure that we change this picture? It can't just go on forever and a day, and then we are surprised mm-hmm. when things are the way they are. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's a nice uh, in Assyria. Uh, in Assyria, it's uh, one of the first people who created a dance group where, uh, you know, Zulu you know, people and Indians were dancing, uh, you know, together. Asimbonanga. Uh, a, a variety of things, and together we are a part of the uh, Sankofa uh, uh, things working in the communities, the arts and developments and economics. Uh, that, uh, that that's what she's he, actually talking uh, uh, about right now. And going back to the Mandela and uh, to, to the Miriam Makeba, uh, yes. uh, you know, statue. Yes, uh, I did raise the issue that we are all waxing lyrical over. Uh, you know, Miriam Makeba uh, and all our great uh, you know, people, our great journalists, the Net Nakasas, the Ken Tembas, and the rest of uh, you know, these people. Uh, but where are they? Mm-hmm. The, 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 their contributions are fading. There is no statue or memorial actually somewhere that says somebody uh, like this out of uh, abject poverty was able to rise to do this to to be able to encourage you know people to do to visualize uh, the uh, contributions that people have made prof many people concerned about uh, the comment you made about uh, relocating uh, prof tiniko maluleke says a heartfelt timely call for uh, the valorization of the art by the great uh, uh, professor pitika antuli um, but what is this about relocating and then Spivo says sometimes these artists uh, charge exorbitant amounts. Uh, Three million rand for a dwarf Shaka statue that was later destroyed. Uh, Rabbit in uh, Madiba's uh, statue. uh, Those sort of things. And Vugile Pokwana asks, uh, please ask Prof the role of uh, creative economy in economic transformation and the importance of local content in decolonization. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I don't think Nico feels like he does because he lives in my studio. He visits the studios. He knows uh, what uh, uh, he is uh, uh, you know, talking about. The uh, other question, the, the 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 last question. What was it about? Um, it was about. Uh, it, it followed on uh, from um, what. Uh, 
Spiwa was saying about the cost and uh, just to throw oh, yeah. in Carol was also talking about the cost mm-hmm. um, uh, you know of the arts and making a living of it and Wukile wants to know uh, the role of the creative economy um, in economic transformation and decolonization yeah I, I mean about the cost uh, uh, you know of art uh, I mean, there are businesses that people actually do. An artist presents a work, the agent is going to get 40% of uh, the work. That's what how the Western art uh, you know, industries are. They sit around and they map up. Uh, my gripe about the, what we are actually doing, it, we are not actually even, it's a price. We had uh, a foundation money, thanks to Lotto, thanks again to Lotto, for us to start doing this big work that we are actually uh, doing. So it's not about uh, selling, actually, those uh, you know, pieces. Uh, then the, uh, uh, the final question... I don't know. I'm, I don't know how I'm thinking you know, today. I've missed that final question. About the creative economy. Oh, yeah. I mean, the creative you know, economy, it's like this. When we were in London, black though we are, we worked up with white people to talk to government that in every government building or corporate building, a certain percentage of that uh, uh, cost must go to an art. There must be a painting, there must be a sculpture, there must be a sculpture uh, uh, you know, in, in a garden. The idea of creative cities where artists and the cities are going to work together to keep the cities uh, you know, clean, to add color you, you know, you know, to the walls, to put uh, uh, you know, sculptures in the corners of, of everywhere, as they do in, in many of the civilized <laughs> you know, countries, actually, so to speak. So the creative industries are a very, 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 very crucial and, and important thing. How many people, you could see what has happened in South Africa. We were able to take old plastics and make chicken out of those old plastics mm. and, and make things, how very creative, naturally, on people who have not actually been to school. That was part of that kind of creative industry, but that was not actually picked up. Uh, you know, by uh, either the corporate or the government or the municipality uh, in, in, in the parties. So we are see, we are endlessly starting our own creativity and the creativity of our children. Let's take Eddie quickly in Cape Town. Good morning, Eddie. Ah, we lost him there. But a number of messages that I'll just run through. Uh, Tulani Dasa says, Greeting SKN Prof. Why don't our own people create their own statues rather than destroying what's there? Um, Then this one from uh, Dukes Mukwena says, um, Arts and culture is meant to unite different groupings and to communicate the importance of social solidarity. Titi says, We may remove the work of art and uh, not destroy it. How would you feel if Madiba's statues were destroyed? History will remain history. It may be something you like or something you don't like. Um, Don Mehti says, uh, Prof. Uh, Pitika Antuli is my hero. The ANC government worked hard to build infrastructure to accelerate our liberation, but the ANC also allowed the culture of bribery to prevail unpunished, and you have to bribe to access these structures. How can we decolonize the bribery culture? Um, Iqbal Jasad says... 
um, a riveting discussion. A man of great intellect, vision and integrity and hope South Africa takes lessons. Uh, Major General says the prof is right. Artists play a very vital role in decolonizing the mind of people, however many art, however many artists are biased. And Nakedi says uh, decolonization starts with including African literature and languages at schools and doing away with Shakespeare. Um, and then uh, Tami says it would be interesting to know how many Nazi, not Holocaust statues, uh, are still in Germany. And Renati Kwaza says... Artists can't be seen to speak against the ANC because they know they won't get funding. Prof must just say it. Your final word, Prof? Uh, my final word is, uh, you know, just that I'm actually, actually overwhelmed with uh, the feeling and the sense of how sensitive people are, you know, what the callers are. Each and every one had made a very important, uh, you know, thing. Uh, arts bringing together, that's what I was referring to. Uh, when Surya, uh, uh, you know, did that liberated, uh, you know, me. We had Indian art, we had uh, Zulu art, but bringing them together and playing and, and performing you know, together can indicate that we can be a very solid, powerful nation as our founding fathers, uh, you know, Tambo, uh, Mandela and the rest of them had seen us. Well, we'll leave it there for this morning. Thank you so much to Professor Pitika and Tuli for visiting and to all of you for your contributions as well and the production team. It's nine o'clock now. Time for the latest news with Norm.